0: This episode of the Vergecast brought to you by Qualcomm Snapdragon Gigabit LTE. With download speeds up to seven times faster than typical home Wi-Fi, Snapdragon Gigabit LTE can turbocharge all of your connected apps. You can stream 360-degree videos in 4K. With minimal buffering, you can access files in the cloud nearly as fast as you would if they were stored on your phone. And you can download hours of movies or music in just a matter of seconds. To learn more, visit wwwsnapdragoncom gigabit today. Hello. And welcome to the Cast, the flagship podcast of the Verge Media Empire,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is a sub-empire to the Vox Media Podcast Empire. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. The whole Verge Empire is not a sub-empire. The Venn diagram mm-hmm. is that our podcasting empire is a part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. Can we get back right. to the boat and captains? Because I was doing really good I'm the captain with- now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're about to have- Sub subboat boats sub, boat, sub we're submarines to sub, so we're start. submarines so this is the Verge cast yeah. it's a show about technology and culture and
2: at some point in the next jokes 10 about minutes, open standards is going
0: to introduce us. Zigbee. <laughs> Dieter Bone is in the studio today. <laughs> Hi everybody. Hey Dieter. How's Hi it going, Eli. Man? Awesome. It's good to see you. It's you good. It's good too. to just see you, man. Yeah. Paul Miller is here. Hello. And as always, Iron Man Eli Patel, the captain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, so we're going to start a little bit differently today. We're gonna we're gonna. We're going to promote ourselves. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm going to do just a couple minutes of promotion.
1: So are you saying that we're not going to just get right into it? We're not going to just get right Uh, into it. I will tell you a true story.
2: Uh, Less than an hour and a half ago, somebody told me that I was too humble. And I need to be
0: more shameless in in promoting. See? We're taking that advice. Whoever that person was, I hope you're listening to this. (laughs) Uh, No, we we have a bunch of stuff going on. I just want to call it all out. The – just pay no attention to the fact that I'm involved in two of the things. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you love this show, we get a lot of requests to have The Virtue be a video show. I'm really against that. We've done it in the past. We did it at CES in January. We've done it all kinds of different ways in the past. It's been fun, but I will just tell you this. I think people listening to The are interested in things like user data. When we made the show an audio-only show, our subscribers started going up. It seemed like people were happier with us. It was easier for us to make the show. It's easier for us to talk about things like smart home standards in the open web when we don't have to figure out how to illustrate them in video yeah, because they're obviously very wonky. So I think the Vergecast needs to remain an audio podcast. But we have always known people want to watch us play with gadgets. So we have a new show, Circuit Breaker Live. It's on Twitter. Paul and I are on that show. Dieter has been on that show every week, just the two weeks we've done it. <laughs> we've been running videos of Dieter. <laughs> uh, Ashley Carmen's on that show. Jake Hesternak is on the show. Heim's on that show. Uh, we're bringing in people from around the Verge staff. Ben's been on it. Megan's been on it. It's basically just us goofing around with gadgets for an hour. It's every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern live on Twitter. The replay is on the site the next day on the website. I could go into the media economics of that, but no one wants me to do that. I'm just telling you. It's... On Twitter, live, 4 p.m. Eastern. There's also, we slice out bits and put those on Twitter, too. And then you can watch the replay on the site. So if you love the Verchast, you've always wanted a video version of this, that is very much what we're trying to do with Circuit Breaker Live. Check that out. That's one promo. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was good? good promo. Yeah. Yeah. I'd watch it. I really like being validated in real time. Um, the second show, if you're into Mr. Robot, uh, which actually is one of my favorite TV shows, I will admit the second season, last season, a little slow. Season three looking good. Everyone's saying it's bouncing
2: right back. It's really good this year. It's season. clipping right along.
0: Yeah. Uh, we're doing the Mr. Robot Digital After Show again this year. So, once you're done watching Mr. Robot on USA on Wednesdays, click over to their Facebook page. There's actually ads on TV for our show, which is what? wild. You can jump over to their Facebook page or their YouTube page, or I think our fa- it's everywhere. Just find it. Um, and you can watch me, Russell Brandom, Megan Frockmash do the after show. We did our first episode last night, Wednesday night. Uh, Portia Doubleday was on the show with us. Just a good time. If you're into Mr. Robot, check that out. It's happening right now. So that's my the two things I'm doing that I'm promoting. I apologize for promoting myself. But here's the real thing that I'm actually excited to promote. I've been talking at the end of the Vergecast for weeks now about why'd you push that button, the new podcast with Caitlin Tiffany and Ashley Carmen. It is great. I commend the both of them and our producer, Andrew Moreno, for putting up with my incessant feedback on the show. But it's so great. I couldn't stay away from it. It's starting next week, October 17th. You can already go into iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen and subscribe to it. It's there. It's called Why'd You Push That Button. And we've got a little promo for it that we're going to run on this show right now.
1: Do you turn red receipts on? Have you ever super liked someone on Tinder? Do you have
0: your ex's Netflix password still after all these months? Really?
1: Are you you liking
2: pictures that celebrities post on Instagram? Maybe of their butts?
0: We 100% see you doing that. (laughs) Hi, I'm Caitlin Tiffany. And I'm Ashley Carbon, And in our new podcast, Why'd You Push That Button?, We are talking to everyone. We're talking to our friends. We're talking to parents. We're talking to product designers. All about the itsy bitsy tiny little decisions that technology forces us to make. We're going to talk about super likes,
2: read receipts, sending nudes, stalking people on Venmo, liking things on
1: Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. All the little weird behaviors that you do and how they impact our lives because they have strange social
0: repercussions, as we've learned. (laughs) You can find us anywhere you typically listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple's podcast app. Really, we are everywhere. Our first episode is going live on October 17th. So please listen. It would be really great if you did.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is really good. It's really good. Yeah. like, ah,
1: yeah.
0: that's ah, like a
1: real podcast. So it's like they know what they're doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's been really, I will say this this has been the one podcast that we've had. So everyone's like, it'll be like the bird chest. I'm like, don't do that because no. this is a mess. <laughs> this is an all, you know, we have, you know, lots of listeners. They're into the mess with us, mm-hmm. but just this is not a model for your life. No. <laughs> don't be like us yeah so it's really great. Their first episode is on Super likes on Tinder. when uh, is the,
1: when is the Venmo episode?
0: It's coming man. They're, they're just wait for it.
1: I'm not saying I'm not gonna listen to Super likes episode, but I've been really curious about how how to how to Venmo <laughs> let's go ask them. Uh, it's coming. We're gonna do we're, we're trying to do
0: this one seasonally, so we're gonna do like 10 12 episodes take a break, come back.
1: This is very exciting.
0: Um, but yeah their their pitch for it was we make these apps. product designers design choices into the apps. And then users make those choices, and there's actually a gap, and we're just gonna investigate the gap. And I think that's just one of the smartest and, quite frankly, vergiest ways of thinking about technology. And they're they're off to the races. So next week, October 17th, this ends the hype portion of the Vergecast. Yeah. If you've been skipping ahead, this is a good time to stop, but don't. <laughs> I feel like
1: if you've got that 30 second skip forward, yeah. we can put a little padding right here <laughs> yes. so that you can get back and. <laughs> We know we know why you pushed that button. So now, Paul, I
0: yeah. can get right into it. Okay. And I'm going to demand uh-huh. the Dieter talk to me about something that he insisted on tweeting last night, uh, which is Google's messaging situation. Look, the, none of this
2: is new. Yeah. But I have been thinking nonstop about the fact that there are 2 billion Android users right now. And near as I can tell... At least a billion of them are using, like, Google Play versions of Android, official Google versions. The other billion is, you know, in China and whatever. And the fact that Google insists on playing nice with carriers and letting them give it a go with RCS. Their new messaging. Yeah. It's a new messaging standard. That they they think people are using Allo, which nobody's doing that at all. I'm done. I am. I'm just – I'm sick of it. You have a billion users. Whatever – Fear you have that carriers are going to switch to Tizen is unfounded. <laughs> Google, you have, Google, you have a ton of leverage. Just use it. Yeah. Just take Allo, build it into the SMS app, build it into messaging. Have it work like iMessage, where if the, you detect an Allo on the other end, then it'll send it via Allo, and if it doesn't, it'll send it a regular text message. You already have Allo on iPhones, and you already know people's phone numbers. So you can do it. This isn't the standard Android rant where people are like, I wish they just had SMS inside Allo so I only had to have one icon on my home screen. No. Just do Do the the lock-in thing. thing. Do the Apple thing. Just do it because you will instantly gain a billion users for your messaging app (laughs) instead of the 50 that you have now. And I won't have to fight with basically everybody about which messaging app I communicate on them with because like my parents are like well it's MMS but MMS is screwy so sometimes I try and do Facebook Messenger but then they forget to use it and some people are WhatsApp but also they're not and then some people are Facebook Messenger but also they're not and there's Signal and like there's you know the giant folder of of shitty messaging apps and if Google just did the iMessage thing they'd pick up a billion users and people would just start migrating to it and because they they're happy to put that shit on iPhone it would just win Mm. Well, it would it would win compared to whatever it is they're doing now. Would it? It supplant, would be a win
1: for Google. Would it supplant? Would it beat WhatsApp?
2: It might not beat WhatsApp. It I think it would have a really good chance of taking on Messenger. Yeah, I think it would have a pretty mm. decent
0: chance of taking on iMessage. So I I have two questions and then a follow on suggestion. Yeah, this is how I'm choosing to format. By the way, thoughts. here's how I ended the rant. I am a an, tertiary I'm comment. An, comment. Yeah, go ahead.
2: I am an open standards zealot, and this Google messaging shit is too much even for me.
0: So that's my first question. Yeah. To so the floor. I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't. There's just like a model. A lot of model UN coming out of me right now. Yeah. That's not very googly, right? Like that's not their play. Yeah. Usually. No, it's usually not. Their play is we're going to force the standard to be the standard, and it's going to be open, and then we'll provide the service layer inside the standard that yeah. everybody likes. That's and- a very nice play
2: when you are dealing with people uh, who whose interests are not to screw over consumers. Right. But who they're dealing with here are carriers and so the idea that you can just assume the best of the everybody else in the ecosystem does not apply so how did sms win and mms win like because there was literally nothing else except for like bbm but that came later right and also because sms was a thing that worked by accident it was not designed for texting it was like an extra thing that they threw on top of you know the cell phone standard so they could like send like you know Messages about whether or not the network was working, Mm -hmm. not actually meant for communication. It was a hack. And everyone was like, oh, shit, we have this hack. And then it just kind of grew from there. So that's why SMS won that first round. It lost the second round because it's a
1: garbage thing. was it (laughs) Apple's original... Maybe it was just with, with FaceTime. Didn't Apple originally say, like, here's our thing, but then we're going to open it up to They did. People? Yes. Could, why, why couldn't Google do that? They could do that. Where they just, like, here's our thing, we're going to force so it into So that's what they're the-
0: trying to do with RCS. Well, but so, no.
1: RCS is controlled
2: by the carriers. Google has, a like, a suggested implementation, yeah. and they will offer you RCS, like, back-end services if you're a carrier so that you don't have to worry about how to set it up. But it's up to the carriers to figure out how to do it, and none of them are incentivized to really do it. And they all have
0: slightly different takes on them.
2: Um, uh,
0: I mean, that's, that's MMS. I mean, that's actually the problem with MMS. Right.
2: The The context here, like the thing that like haunts this discussion is that AOL Instant Messenger is getting shut down. Yeah. And the thing that convulsed Instant Messaging back in the day was there was AOL versus ICQ versus MSN versus... Google chat, G chat, and AOL and ICQ basically merged. Well, and AOL bought ICQ. AOL, yeah, yeah, bought ICQ. And then the government was like, hey, no, you guys got to open up and interoperate. And then that happened. But something in that process ran into the beginning of the switch to mobile and everything just sort
1: of started spinning down. There, I, there was a phase there where because Google Talk, we had like two years was of based beautiful on this, interoperability. What was that? What's that? What was that open one called? The Google oh, Talk like
2: was the XML RPC yeah, standard and like, that allowed everything Gmail to. Gmail was
1: like like, a, like a, a a email server. Yeah, but for it's the message. Your Google account was like a, a server for this open standard, and you had like the nice white label version if you're using Google Talk.
0: Yeah. So this is my suggestion: is that the government come in no. and say everything has to interact? Wait, right? I'm not going to suggest that this current version of our government do anything. <laughs> I would prefer if they would just stop, which I think is the first time I've espoused a conservative principle. <laughs> if the government could just stop for a while, that would be great. Like, just just, just shut up, all of you. Just please don't do anything. It's all I, I ever wanted. Don't pass any laws. Don't, don't do don't, anything. Don't speak. Yeah, don't, we agree. Don't show up for work. <laughs> It'd be great if, <laughs> if if the entire government, federal government, would just stop showing up. You know what we should do? That would be
2: great. We should buy everybody in the government Nintendo Switches <laughs> and just like load some games on uh, there, there. And they're like, go.
0: oh, what if I just? Play I mean, this? if anybody, or just drop it,
1: them a link to like a clicker game, like yes. once a day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Donald, can you crush the candy? That's not. I don't know how Candy
1: Crush works. It's not a clicker game. I'm sorry, Paul. It's a, a shape-matching it's a match game. Ma- it. It's a
0: match three is what they're called. There you
1: go. Yeah. Thank I you. only play AAA games because I'm a
0: real gamer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not also true. Uh, no. There's a great piece in Motherboard about how the model that the government used to to open AOL mm-hmm. and some messenger could be applied to Facebook. Uh, it's very smart. You should go read it. Yeah. Um, that's not actually my suggestion. My suggestion is way more – way dumber. Yeah. Way stupider. Let's hear it. Google should just rebrand like Allo or Hangouts or whatever as GChat, which everyone loved. Everyone <laughs> loved GChat. Yeah, and be like, "Here's GChat for mobile. Remember this product you loved? We've brought it back. It's virtually yeah. the same. It's just on your phone now."
2: Yeah, that is a great, great marketing plan for forty-year-olds. Nice job. It people would use it. People still use GChat.
1: All my, day long. my mom loved. I, I thought I always thought of it as Google Talk. Is, am I thinking of a Google of Talk a was first, thing? and then it was then it was it, like, it was it a was whole thing. It a whole thing GChat. Like, if I was in my email, my mom could talk to me. could talk to that. Yeah.
0: Remember when all yeah services when had the services also had open APIs so you could download, of like, one client? Yep. Like, a P- Pigeon. 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 a Pigeon. Uh, the, the Adium Adium a Adium little so we've begun the Vergecast by talking about open standards once again. By the way, <laughs> if you didn't believe Nei that like this wouldn't make a good video show, we just proved you wrong. <laughs> you don't want to look at us while we talk. About, I assure you. Do you want to see me gesticulate wildly? <laughs> with We're my making the
1: open standards face, you know. <laughs>
0: All right. Anyway, that so, had nothing to do with any news other than it just made me angry because I just think about it. It's, yeah. it's time for us to all think about, are we going to... It's flagship phone time. Well, they just announced the Pixel 2. Yeah. Are you going to switch ecosystems? It's yeah. a whole thing. And what what does Apple have? But I was talking to somebody because BlackBerry put out the BlackBerry Motion this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it just it came up. Like, <laughs> Someone was like, what about this new BlackBerry? And I was like, I know, why would you want a mid-range Android phone? And they're like, man, I used to love BlackBerry. I was all on BBM. And it occurred to me uh, that BBM... Seemed like the ultimate lock in for Blackberry, but yep. it was actually brittle. And the minute they lost an advantage, people abandoned BBM. Yeah. And so iMessage is like, we talk about iMessage lock in constantly, but I wonder if it's that it's as brittle. Interesting. Right. It's like, like the t- Titanic. It's a great ship. No, I don't it's think it's, it's like just, unsinkable. Uh, I don't think
2: it's as brittle. I think that uh, iMessage has a much wider user base and it has a user base that involves. More personal relationships than BBM did, and that's a little bit unfair to BBM users. They definitely talk to their friends and family on it, but there are way more people using iMessage to talk to their friends and family, in yeah. specifically like group chats. Um, it's also way more deeply embedded into teen culture and youth culture uh, than BBM ever was. BBM was like, mm. nah, no, it was like, it was it was niche.
1: Relative yeah. to the it was scale like Gossip Girl of, a of iMessage, message. right? Two and, weeks in
0: a row, by the way, that i brought Gossip
1: Girl up on the show. Yeah, it's great. To come I'm chat. winning. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. There were some comments on the. Does the, the
2: writer of Gossip Girl have a new show I know. Yeah. What are
1: you saying? Uh, there's some comments. Actually, I want to know <laughs> <laughs> about the Gossip Girl <laughs> <laughs> thing. But uh, there were some some comments on the piece I wrote about. You know, I felt like Google is tryharding, and of course, the, ha- I had to end my piece about iMessage, and so most of the comments were about iMessage and WhatsApp. And so, yeah, some teams were saying, like, at my school, you are not cool if you can't be in iMessage group texts.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's the thing.
1: Just full stop.
0: Anil Dash wrote a great piece ages ago about blue bubbles versus green double. I just got a blue bubble on my phone. There you
2: go. (laughs) Speaking of, I have a tweet about the blue bubbles. Which showed up on your computer. I'm, I'm reading another one of my tweets on the air. Apple has the message that they tell you that cool people are blue and lame people are green. Google's messaging strategy, the thing that they imply to you, is the person who shows up on your front door, I'm not, it, it could be a particular region, a tweet? multiple religions, and Google's implied message to you is, have you heard the good news <laughs> about rich communication <laughs> services?
0: That, that was a tweet? Yeah. It's a <laughs> wrong, <laughs> complicated tweet. we got to go back to 140 characters really quick. Yeah, do you have 280? What's going on with that? <laughs> You're We're moving on. Privilege. We actually have to
2: talk about real news, There's not real just news. My so complaints.
0: On the same sort of thematic vibe. Yeah, this is actually quite exciting to me. Okay, probably only to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> headphone <laughs> jacks. It's not. Headphone Damn jack. it! Uh, Disney launched a new thing. Oh, yes, called Movies Anywhere. They've they've always sort of had a digital locker for movies. So if you buy a Disney movie, and you have Disney app on some other platform, mm-hmm. you can watch a Disney movie. The new one, Movies Anywhere. They got all the major studios. To work with them. Yep. Importantly, they also got Apple to work with them. Yep. So now, if you buy a movie on Google Play or Vudu, it'll show up in iTunes. If I movie in iTunes, it'll show up on Google Play and Vudu. Which is
1: crazy. Good. I could not believe. Finally,
0: that this happened. it's finally happening. They're going to sc- something. There this is, like is a some fan catch. Fiction. There
2: yeah. is definitely a catch where you do this and you have the beautiful cr- cross-platform dream, and you're not locked into any single like content provider's platform, but also. They get to like.
1: There's like a courtesy of iTunes watermark. Light your
2: bed on fire when they feel like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they get to, well, so they the, get to the, sneak into your house. <laughs> we haven't and used like it. Yeah. Watch,
0: the, watch the movie with yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Our DRM is very personal. It's the police show up at your house.
2: Yeah,
0: and they're ready to arrest you. At Doesn't any this moment. seem
2: like it's too good to be true? Does it work retroactively
0: on stuff I've already so bought? So we have not. You can sign up to like. You have to sign up for the app and then you yeah, get the app. Yeah. So we're still waiting. Last night when I tried to sign up. The whole didn't website work. was crashed. Yeah, yeah. Which shocking amount of demand for digital locker services, I have to say. Um, oh, I'm signing up right now on the podcast. I mean, that's what we're here for. Online shopping. So I, I sign in with uh, Google, Facebook, or manual login. What do you so think? So you're eventually going to have to link them all, right? Yeah. And I, this I'm is, signed. I think, I'm, one I'm of the Google. here. So this is one of the the. Oh man, I'm just
2: checking boxes on terms of service without reading them right now. This is going to be super fun. So what I'm
0: saying is, I think this is one of the big catches here. Oh, you're no. eventually going to have to link all these accounts because yeah. you're going to sh- start sharing a lot of data. Yeah, They all do different things with that data, uh-huh. so it you just have to be aware. They get to know that I've watched Wonder Woman like four times already. Yeah. Um, C- can I just... You have to use the Movies Anywhere app, which seems strange to me. What, to get them from place to place? It's unclear. So the mechanics of how it works are, are still a little unclear. Uh-huh. I've There's already been reports that you know iTunes just starts showing you movies, which is great. It... There's a whole thing with iTunes, right? The new Apple TV 4K, you buy it. Apple automatically upgrades your library to 4K HDR. Is that going to pass over to the other platforms where those movies are priced a little bit higher? Are they going to be in a price war because now you can be across all the platforms?
2: I I figured out the catch. In order to connect iTunes movie store to Movies movies Anywhere, you have to open the iTunes app.
0: Yeah. Which is the worst. It's, It's terrible. Keep going. I mean, we just promoted a podcast, which demands that you Here,
1: Here's out. an argument in favor of this being a video show. <laughs> the logo <laughs> for key. So,
0: that, so, so Paul is showing me the logo. The DRM technology that Disney uses that they've all signed up to use. is a fanciful. It's a it's a key with a Disney logo in the middle. and the, an the, old-time the, key.
2: The, the, the lock.
0: The, the, the that is just the looks like a dragon of DRM. Head. It's a
2: That's dragon head. Is. Is. No, but
1: it's got a Mickey Mouse. Look at that.
2: Yeah, it's like Mickey Mouse turning into a dragon to eat your
0: files. Yeah. yeah. In to kill consumer rights, <laughs> um, it's called key chest. They're building out on that DRM. Okay, but the dream now finally is that if you're on every platform but iTunes and uh-huh. you use Movies Anywhere, you know, like I want to watch Wonder Woman, and you click the button, yeah. and it presents you a list of retailers. Yeah, so they might have to compete on price because you're going to want to buy. Yeah, but from, on the Apple TV, you can only buy from iTunes on the app because it's Apple. Yeah. So I think this is really exciting. I think this is like. That moment of we're just going to start buying movies on our TVs for real and it's we're not going to be locked in the ecosystems or platforms has arrived. It also – I think it's really interesting that Apple just launched the Apple TV 4K. They did this whole thing about 4K HDR movies. They're pricing them lower. They're um, upgrading all your, your library content. Yes? Y'all, I'm looking at a library that includes all of the movies I've ever purchased on Google
2: Play, iTunes, Vudu, and Amazon. Where are Amazon. you looking at it? Uh, moviesanywhere.com slash my-movies wow. so can you, when you hit play what happens um, uh, well I don't know what, what do you want me to hit play on uh, obviously uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift right Yes.
0: we're all submitting so to ourselves what's happening uh,
2: it's just playing right here inside the web player in my browser interesting So if you, now if I, you bought, go, I bought that particular movie on I want Google to see play. if it's going to have the fast forward so now if you go into, into
0: iTunes on your computer does it show up there
2: uh, that is an excellent question. Library. Keep, keep, keep talking while this I is so exciting. play with iTunes. No, this is great radio. Yeah. This is,
1: no, quietly I'm typing. not even kidding. Like this is, suspense. this is crazy. This is actually really
2: exciting to me.
0: Yeah. So um, they, they, what they've done is they've linked all their DRM subscription services. They've all agreed to use Disney's DRM. But the context that I want to provide is like Apple just made this big move to have lower prices. I did not see it in iTunes yet, but I'm not worried about it. So Apple just made this big move to have lower prices and upgrade your existing library. It is unclear if that carries forward. And also, we just had this long Apple TV 4K review, and it's the most expensive streamer on the market, bar the NVIDIA Shield. But the only reason you'd buy it is because you have a huge iTunes library. And now, it doesn't matter because you're right right—you're going to be able to migrate that library and watch it in other services or the movies anywhere. Apple. I'm still shocked that this happened. Right. I so, never would have expected this to happen. So I'm I'm convinced that Apple made the deal with the studios. Disney, not part of that 4K HDR deal with mm-hmm. Apple. Mm. Right? So Apple made this deal with all these studios to, yep. to get the cheaper pricing on 4K HDR, to have the retroactive library upgrade. Disney, not part of that deal. Disney doesn't have a lot of 4K HDR content yet. It's Pirates 5 and um, Guardians 2. But... You can see where Disney was saying, you have to be a part of this in order for us to do the other thing. And I bet that this is a huge part of that negotiation. Comp- deals. What are we talking about? Open standards and deal-making. I uh, found no. another
2: catch. When you no. sign up, you get some free movies, and one of them is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, which is a huge bummer.
1: What is five? that five? I have no idea. Maybe Disney should make a messaging service.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? I assume they have. So that's exciting news. I like. We'll see how it goes. We're going to do... A lot more testing and screwing around with it. Because yeah. honestly, I'm excited about it. And so is Ryan Bishop. And so is Chris Welch. So we're so am I. We're into it. All right. Uh oh, I'm
1: getting an error page. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like apparently so popular, it's crashing. Yeah, which I'm is to
1: connect. My iTunes account is already connected. I'm working on my Amazon account. All right. Account. I was playing the
0: paperclip game last night. Mm, yeah, yeah, real popular. Uh, yeah. And it just died on me. oh I was so close. You should. Uh, have you played Space Plan? No,
2: it's good. It, it, it's on phones now, but it's better in a browser, okay. and it's it it a little bit
0: less of a commitment than the paperclip game. But I was like, really, It involves potatoes. So it's the Martian. All right, all right, Dieter, you 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 got into a story this week about the Google Home Mini.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I can't take credit for this. the The story is uh, Artem over at Android Police. Uh, somehow noticed that his google home mini was acting up he saw the lights on it he was happening to look at his my activity fun fact if you use google assistant on any device you can just and you can do also do this on amazon you can look at the history of all the queries and his history was just thousands of random recordings of his house the thing was constantly recording on and off on and off on and off all the time he discovered and google verified that the mini had a feature where you could hold your finger down on the top, and that would, you know, trigger the assistant to ask a question. So you didn't have to say "Okay, Google." And so, I think Google just screwed up the capacitive button with the fabric. It's like on a top. hardware problem. Yeah, yeah. And so, wrote the story, uh, you know, about what happened over at Android Police. Google put out a statement. They've just dis- they they fixed it right away. They disabled. The top button, we're like, okay, maybe they'll bring it back. They'll figure out if they can fix it with software. And out of an excess of caution and to make everybody feel good about this thing not listening to them, they've turned off the top button, the capacitive button entirely. Now you can just turn the volume up, turn the volume down. That's it. I don't think you can tap it to even stop it at this point. Really? I haven't tried it. Can you can
0: you mute the microphone still? Oh, that's on the side. That's a switch. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah,
2: the mute the mute thing on the mini is a whole other issue. Dan did the review, and if you ask Google to mute it, it will mute, but you can't unmute it unless you go to the switch and like toggle it. Yeah. So the switch doesn't actually necessarily guarantee what the state of the thing is. Anyway, that's <laughs> fine. I think the Google Home Mini sounds way better than the Dot. Um, And the Google Assistant is a little bit more natural to talk to than the Dot, Mm -hmm. than than Alexa is. Um, But Alexa has a huge advantage in ecosystem size. And Alexa now is starting to begin to support multiple voices, which was Google Home's primary advantage, to be honest. Um, So, yeah. Like, think of the number of ways that a home speaker could launch could be botched. Yeah. And... It accidentally records everything that you say is everybody's <laughs> literal worst fear. Yeah. And that's what happened. I, now, it happened on pre, like early release devices. They, they didn't tell us they were beta, but they were handing them out at the Google event. They were giving them to reviewers. None of this will affect actual retail models. Right. Cause you'll
0: plug it in and it'll do a software update, et cetera,
2: et cetera, et cetera. So
0: um, I'm but willing- in terms of
2: PR nightmares, this is at the very top of the list.
0: Yeah. Eh, I agree with you. Yeah. But it's not the problem. I don't know. I, the problem itself is so stupid, right? <laughs> okay. Like, oh, oh the, the problem the isn't they screwed up the button. Google engineered the thing to listen to you all the time. Mm-hmm. Or the problem isn't Google got hacked. Or the problem is like the assistant just woke up one day and became self aware and started listening. Yeah. The problem is they bro- they fucked up the design of a button. Yep. Right, and the button is
1: the record button. Yep. And that right. is just
0: stupid. right?
1: Yep. Yeah, the number one fear is a malicious company making a voice assistant. Right. But the number – I think a big fear for Google right now should be, are we good at making hardware? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, I think that's a bigger problem. I think another fear is like, will we just get lumped in with Facebook and be seem malicious because that – right? There's like ads on – Russian ads on Google, too. But yeah, you're right. The main problem is like, we're a hardware company now. Mm. This button doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) This mute switch doesn't do what it says. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm inclined... Again, to me, if I could just say something other than, okay, Google... Hey Google. You can say Hey Google. I don't want to say Google. I don't want to run around yelling brands in my house. I
1: just I just watched a, a not good movie uh, with um, the guy from Breaking Bad and James Franco. Oh, like the called Dad. Wa- or Wa- something. Yeah, he's a dad, and yeah. James Franco is the, the 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 scary boyfriend of his daughter, and he has this like voice assistant throughout the whole home named Justine, <laughs> and as soon as it, it, and it's always listening to everything and as soon as it, it you learn that in the movie you're just terrified because every single conversation is being monitored and everything everything is a secret and I, I don't know like I, I feel like I'm not that I'm not kind of one of the paranoid people mostly and I don't really worry about companies doing stuff like this but it is really scary if a company was doing it uh when this story broke I will I will just tell you that like Several
2: people in the Verge, the Vox Media San Francisco office, won't name names, but several people are like, "Told you so." Why did anybody? Why would anybody put one of these things in their house? This is this. Told you. I told you. Don't trust these companies. Like it just reified everybody's worst fears.
0: Again, this is why I'm saying it's just dumb, right? Like the problem is dumb, but the fear is real. And validating the real fear with a stupid problem is not the mistake Google should make. Yep. This episode of VergeCast is brought to you by TransferWise. Do you ever need to send money internationally? Maybe you're an engineer who just moved to the U.S., or a business owner paying suppliers in another country, or a freelancer getting paid by a client in a foreign country. You should use TransferWise, the cheaper, easier way to send money. Because when it comes to sending money, banks are stuck in the past. TransferWise is the future. It uses a peer-to-peer network that trims the fat off of international payments. You pay into a local account, TransferWise pays your recipient from an account in their country. Currencies don't need to cross borders. Why does that matter to you? Because it lets TransferWise do things your bank can't. Your bank might charge expensive fees, giving you a poor exchange rate, and it often just takes way too long to use. You can save time and money with TransferWise. TransferWise payments take seconds to set up. They charge one teeny fixed fee, and they give you an exchange rate that would make your cheap Uncle Larry proud. See how much you could save by going to Transferrise.com, or you can download the app from the iPhone App Store or Google Play. Once again, that's Transferrise.com. Go to Transferrise.com or download the app from the Google Play Store or the iPhone App Store. Transferize. So here's the thing we noticed just as we were prepping the show. Uh-huh. Very quietly, mm-hmm. Apple's in like a pretty intense hype cycle around AR. Was that a crack about how Tim Cook speaks? <laughs> it's very soothing. I, I would have said <laughs> very soothingly, Apple. It's not... Quiet. It's just soothing. Yeah. He, speak, he speaks forcefully, mm-hmm. confidently, mm-hmm. but in a soothing way. You're going to pay $1,000 for this phone. And you just do it. Just show up one day and do it. Anyway, but it's I think it's a little under the radar, which is strange for an Apple hype cycle. So they're not out to tech publications. They're out to like Vogue. They went to Vogue and in the Independent in the UK. Um, Johnny Ive just gave a design interview to a Japanese magazine. Like They're out. Apple executives are out. They're not always out, right? So it's interesting that they're out. Yep. And what they're talking about is AR, which is interesting because when the 8 came out during that launch event, they actually kind of underplayed it. They know that the apps aren't there yet. There's a lot of cool demos, but the sort of broad market of AI AR killer apps isn't yeah. sort of there. So they were like, we built it. It's here. It's going to be awesome. I think that I'm curious at how short a memory
2: people have about Tim Cook – going out and talking speculatively about exciting potential of technology. Because the last time Tim Cook was on this kind of a hype cycle, it was about TV. Sure was. And that turned out... No, in... it was about the watch. Okay, fine. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Whatever. But uh, we've but... seen this pattern repeat twice. Right. And I don't know. It's He's... They're doing a very good job of not overselling it. But it's also... I'm curious as to what Apple's actual end goal here is and what they're counter programming because I kinda doubt they're that worried about Google hardware, for example.
0: I sincerely doubt that they are I think I think they know that well, maybe not they know, but I think they they are aware that the iPhone eight is just another iPhone. (laughs) And I you know, the rumblings about iPhone ten supply, the last rumors, and they're just rumors, I'm just saying them. I don't know if they're true. Is that it's hard to build the projector for the dots, yep. um, so the supply issues around the ten are still out there. So building a cycle around, hey, you can all of these iPhones from the SC on up, right, can do AR and yeah. that's cool. Not something we're inventing, yeah. And they're doing and a smart.
2: good job of tempering expectations about what that AR is. So they're hyping it, but also undercutting the hype a little bit, like in the same breath. So the headline that everyone is talking about, this is mostly from Vogue, but I, I think it was the same thing in this independent story, is Apple is not, doesn't believe that the technology exists. I think the exact quote is, um, the technology itself doesn't exist to do that in a quality way, referring to AR glasses. So when people are like, oh my God, augmented reality, Apple's being really clear that it is on a phone. But I love... Sorry, I just, I'm trying to work my way towards quoting Tim Cook and the, the most amazing quote he gave to Vogue. Yeah. And I've been trying to like preamble and make it natural, but I'm just going to say it you because say I it. love it so much. <laughs> it's it's something. We don't give a rats about being first. We want to be best in creating people's experiences. Uh, you know, so they don't care about making the first AR. It's a little Google swipe, but we don't give a rats about being first. Yeah. Just it's not, it's you, not rats hyphen hyphen. No. You just, you can say ass, Tim. You, you just can, not to Vogue.
0: <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> he's just—he's a polite guy. Oh, uh, that's as emphatic as you've heard Tim Cook. Yeah, I get it. I—I I think it's interesting that the—the the line is like the technology is not there for us to make these classes. Because yeah. Apple invents technology? Mm. Right. Mm. Like it's a weird kind of
1: construct. For them, it's like we're not good enough at our job. Do you think him saying, "I think it's like that"?
0: It's just, it's just a weird.
1: What right? if, it's like we can't go to the store, we can't go to Fry's
0: and buy this thing.
2: The technology doesn't exist to do that in a quality way because Magic Leap just had a little bit of a tiny little thing where they maybe Their thing is the thing is like the size of Magi- a
0: refrigerator. You yeah. have to mount a beer keg <laughs> to your back and like walk around. Um I mean, like people are trying to do it. Microsoft has Hololens. Yep right so th- these are all swipes at their competitors right who are making products that do this stuff and he i guess what he's saying is like that's all garbage so what he's saying is their technology is not quality yeah but their whole thing is that they invent technology. it's just a weird formulation of that phrase right what, they, what like another way to say it is like we look at the products in the market and none of them are doing it in a quality way wink Johnny Ives in the lab right now. Yeah, walking around in circles. That is the
1: preamble <laughs> to every great Apple keynote announcement. Right? right. So this was this was impossible to do. Nobody could do it. Yeah. But we did it. But we actually. So it's just a weird construction. Yeah. I'
0: Just and like it's an area He's talking. I'm sure it wasn't like. Yeah, was, he wasn't like at the whiteboard being like, "How do I say this exactly?" But it's just, just tonally from Apple. Like usually, what they they say nothing until they say everything. Right. And now he's like out there in the independent he's like we're gonna we're gonna plant a lot of seeds they are it's gonna be the next app store and I would just point out that's probably AR is great it's, it's probably more true than anything else they've done but they also said that ad about like the iMessage app store and the watch app store and the TV app store like their solution to things is like it's an app store <laughs> and <laughs> it's fine but I don't know. It's just they're in they're in this hype cycle. I just thought it was worth pointing out. Yep. I think another reason they could be in this hype cycle is because Oculus just had Oculus Connect. Oh, yes. Which is their big event. So they're counter programming the big VR push from Facebook. My
2: standard Oculus disclosure, by the way, is uh, doubly important because my wife was actually in one of the hype videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> great. FYI. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So. You want to go through it? Though yeah, there's a lot to go through. And, but I. I really feel like... By the way, the disclosure is that Dieter's Dieter's wife wife works works for for Oculus. Oculus, Not (laughs) she is routinely cast in videos. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I feel like uh, there's so much going on here. I still think that... Okay, so I I feel like the fundamental foundation for this Oculus event is, you know, Mark Zuckerberg gets on stage and without saying, I'm sorry, VR hasn't succeeded yet, says that for 15 minutes. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And um, he at least apologized for the, the
2: boneheaded, uh, uh, I'm going to put a cute cartoon character in the middle of no. uh, Hurricane Ravage
0: Puerto Rico. He did. he did. He apologized on Facebook. He apologized on Facebook. But not at, at the, the event. Okay. Yeah. On Facebook, he was like, sometimes we get, it, you know, like the standard corporate yeah. apology. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Keep going.
1: Um, and so he kind of like, he listed a bunch of different ways. For one, VR can help paralyzed people. By allowing them to visualize their legs and therefore build neural pathways to regaining motor function. That's awesome. Um, VR can help businesses and help like, have remote workers and have meetings and stuff like that. Um, VR can uh, allow you to have these experiences. So so you can, um, one of their announcements was you'll be able to do like li- watch live uh, concerts and live, I think it's called venues or something like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of live concerts, a lot of live sports, which I think is, is you know, some of the best uh, VR experiences are kind of passive, just watching entertainment with other people. So I think that's cool. Um, uh, VR will allow you to have like this expanded uh, virtual workspace. So uh, they're redoing their basic PC software to pull on a lot of your PC, which is one of the best experiences on the Rift is something called big screen and so the fact that they're building a whole interface for using your PC within VR, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Uh, By the way, speaking of big screen, I'm
2: just going to point out that they've set up the Oculus system disclosure, etc. Yeah. Uh, that if you in in the Oculus ecosystem, if you block somebody in any Oculus any app in Oculus, it will block them across all Oculus Store apps.
1: Oh, that's good. That yeah. is really exciting to me because uh, I actually. The best part of VR for me is the social experiences. Um, uh, Facebook's uh, spaces thing is an amazing experience. And everybody should try it. And the nice thing about it is even if you don't have VR, you can watch your buddy like, live stream on Facebook and like see into – you can watch somebody on a live stream and they're in VR – and then they're video chatting with somebody in the real world, and that integration I've been excited about forever, and it is actually is really great. Um, but then there's yeah there's this desktop thing, and so the actual pr- products that they announced is a two hundred dollar standalone headset that's basically a Gear VR with the f- phone hardware built in, mm-hmm. um, using Oc-
2: an LCD screen by
1: the way. Interesting. Yeah. Get some ghosting. Yeah. Oculus Oculus Go. And and then they also teased again. How powerful but, is the Go? Do we know yet? I'm assuming it's uh, probably just like a medium to high-end Android yeah, the, phone. The only reason I'm
0: asking is because it's an LCD. It's cheap. Did they just like buy a bunch of Gear VRs I mean, and a bunch of mid-range Android phones the, and like glue the, them together? The
1: first, <laughs> the first phone that could run – like that was announced with the Gear VR was the the S6, yeah. So you well, know. Carmack
2: always claimed that like OLED was the only thing that was fast enough. Although this LCD screen is quote a quote unquote high resolution fast
0: switch LCD screen. Huh. Anyway, so sorry. that's the thing. Though. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the
1: one to finally buy, in my opinion. Right. I I don't know. There's still a divide between mobile VR and like desktop right. VR. There's, no, now we're going to have a tri-divide because the other thing that they're really hyping A tri A tri <laughs> if you will. No, you should it. No, no, take it back. So they talked about Santa Cruz, which they had shown last year, uh, which is their standalone head- headset um, that has actual motion tracking, inside-out tracking. So you can... Because the Oculus Go, like the Gear VR, is just like, you know... Uh, turning around 360 in space which is not nearly as immersive or fun as being able to actually move around so they have this inside out tracking santa cruz headset it will have these modified touch controllers that it will also track so you can have tether free experience where you're uh you're moving around and you can use your hands and those are some of the absolute best experiences and i I think that will be absolutely wonderful and great but i feel like all three of these products wait what's the third part of the Trivide? The Rift, which is PC based, uh, okay. right? All three of these products—they're not converging; they're they're diverging. Because some of the my favorite things that do on the Rift, like big screen, and like I'm very excited about this new um, like basic Rift software um, for the PC, is is sort of integrating your PC experience, and, and that's something Zuckerberg talked about having this virtual workspace. If you think about like working with other people, you want your VR headset to be kind of linked to your computer. So that's like one pathway where it's you have a PC-based ex- experience and your VR is augmenting your PC. Your VR is not just powered by your PC, but it's augmenting how you interact with your PC. I find that very interesting, very cool. Then you have the, the middle way of Santa Cruz, which is going to be really good for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it's not it. a PC, Right. it's not a pc and then you have that mobile experience where it's it's good for very very passive entertainment and really simple experiences and they don't look like they're going towards each other at all and also you know they have these new like the redesigned oculus home stuff uh i think that's what they're calling it like you're you're basically you're you're starting area is something now you can customize, which mm-hmm. worked so well when Sony did it <laughs> forever ago. Um, it's like a little bit like Second Life. And that is a really fun thing because I, I become very anxious going into a social experience with strangers in VR. Mm-hmm. But the number one reason for me to have VR is to hang out with friends. Yeah. So being able to go to their customized space, that's wonderful. But those are different avatars and different experiences and different interactions than Facebook spaces. Yeah. Which is another thing. And so I just don't like I, I I appreciate that they are throwing everything against the wall and seeing what sticks. And and we're probably in that stage for VR. But I think we're just in like a I think the most successful thing that we'll probably see in the next few years is like their B2B type stuff.
0: Yeah, their video conferencing thing.
1: Yeah, if you think I mean if think of like early days of PC, it's like something like you kind of get a custom – Custom computer with, like, a custom software for your specific business application. It's relatively easy to develop VR games and experiences, so they've done really good at that. So I can see a lot of, like, custom, useful, one-off experiences for businesses.
0: Yeah. But but you need way cheaper headsets for that, right? You got to – everybody in the conference room needs a headset. That's, like, a big deal.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, do you do that with a bunch of Oculus Go's? Or do you do that with a bunch of Santa Cruises but no PC access? Maybe yeah. like the the captain of the meeting has a the rift captain. and everybody else is in a Santa Cruz. now and I, I will know. be known as the meeting captain. <laughs> um, Anyways, I'm, I'm confused. I don't know where it's So going. the
0: thing you're saying about uh, big screen, I've noticed this as I've been using AR apps on the phone. AR apps interact with the world, right? They're augmenting actual reality. So putting things into space requires you to actually have that much space,
1: uh-huh. mm-hmm.
0: which is like a weird – it's a thing. It's just you wouldn't consider it. Like, I'm going to play this IKEA yeah. app. You're like, I'm going to put a couch in here. Yeah. You're like, oh, couches are huge. <laughs> Very big couches. <laughs> like, this is gigantic. But when you're fully in VR and you're like, I want to look at a big screen, you're in an infinitely sized virtual world. And it's actually those – to me, those use cases are diverging. right? You're physically in a small space but you want to be in a big space. Right. You need to go
1: all the way into VR. Right. And spaces. is – is more about connecting you kind of with real-world things like a 360 degree or something yeah. like that. But, oh, that's my other point. Rift is kind of low resolution to actually use a computer. So while I, it's one of my favorite ways to use a computer, it really hurts your eyes after a while because it's really hard to read text in <laughs> VR. So they also had to get more powerful on that end. I don't know what to do. What I really want is the return of VRML. Yeah. I think we need an open standard. Oh, God. <laughs> The
0: show is really taking a turn. I just, For creating virtual spaces. I can spaces. see our producer he just started rubbing his eyes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, oh, God. <laughs> it, all these virtual spaces, there's a lot of interesting stuff happening in them, but they're not connected. And I think that's the, the, one of the cool things about AR is that it's connected to one big shared reality that we're aware of, which is reality. Yeah. and Built on an open standard. Built on an open standard by God. Oh, God, Paul.
0: All right. It's time for an ad. Let's make some money. Our other God. (laughs) This episode of VertiCast also sponsored by The Art of Shaving. What is the secret of Well-Groomed Guy? The Art of Shaving. Founded in New York in 1996, The Art of Shaving has been helping guys look their best for over 20 years. The Art of Shaving has your total routine covered, whether it's shaving, beard maintenance, hair, skin, body, or fragrance. The Art of Shaving's award-winning products are formulated with the highest quality of botanical ingredients featuring pure essential oils. There are four elements of the perfect shave, which have been created to deliver smooth results, every day. You start by prepping your skin with their signature pre-shave oil, then you create a thick, foamy lather with shaving cream applied with a shave brush. You shave, and then you replenish all that moisture with aftershave balm. You finish off the perfect shave with one of their five fragrances: sandalwood and cypress, oud suede, vetiver citron, green lavender, and coriander and cardamom. Each cologne has been carefully assembled for a distinctive scent. Your I'm going shaving- to recommend you use or instead of and when you're talking about the different different
2: don't mix all the fragrances together. I mean you could. But Standard I do a wooden cypress
0: or or vetiver citron or green lavender or coriander and cardamom. Do them all. Do them all at once. <laughs> get in there. Yeah. <laughs> nothing nothing better than cardamom and suede. <laughs> That's my new bar. I'm sorry. Udsutra, Udsutra. The Art of Shaving offers a convenient replenishment service that allows you to save on your favorite products without never having to worry. Vergecast listeners get fifteen percent off their first order and free shipping by using the promo code Verge. That's V-E-R-G-E. To get this offer, go online to theartofshaving.com. Use that special promo code Verge. You get fifteen percent off your first order and free shipping. So go to theartofshaving.com for the special offer. Or you want to see a grooming expert? Go to one of many retail locations near you. Oh, we got to talk about Windows Phone. Hey! It's all over. Yeah. It's kind of something. It's weird that they <sighs> announced this with tweets. <laughs> the number of things that have announced with tweets this week. Yeah. So, Joe Balfiore, who's a pretty well respected, well liked Windows executive, Windows Phone executive, he was on the team. We did a lot of interviews with Windows Phone mm-hmm. coming out. He took a break from Microsoft, back to Microsoft on the team. He had doing like a stuff. spirit journey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he just. Somebody asked him about Windows Phone this week, and on Twitter, he's like, yeah, it's over. Like, we'll do security updates and bug fixes, but... Building new hardware features slash hardware aren't the focus, sad face. Yeah. It's done. Mm-hmm. we just letting that go. He's like, we couldn't get the apps. But he just announced it all just kind of, like, quietly on Twitter. He also just went in and admitted, we tried very
2: hard to incent, you know get people to make apps, paid money, wrote apps for them. Yeah. We all knew this was happening, but the volume was just too low for most companies to invest. Another sad face. Yeah. I have a conspiracy theory. Yeah. You want to hear it? Yeah. Please. I think Microsoft is still going to make phone hardware.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's no
2: coincidence running,
0: running. I
2: am not Ties- I am not assuming anything beyond the fact that Microsoft really
0: enjoys making hardware, and I don't think they're going to not make phone hardware in the future. And I would just point out, Belfiore himself mm-hmm. said he's using an Android phone. Mm-hmm. Bill Gates, using the an spirit Android. leader of all Microsoft. What if, though? Recently admitted that he's using an Android phone. What if? Microsoft makes a lot of apps for Android now. They made if- a new home screen app. They made a new home screen app. They, You can buy a Samsung uh, Galaxy S8 Microsoft edition. Uh, uh, if, uh, uh, I'm not I, I agree with you. I uh, think we should we're say we're not and, saying
2: we're not saying I'm just saying we're here. not saying
0: we're just saying what if though, there's just a lot of puzzle pieces on the table
1: It it had MS Boot Camp <laughs> switch it and you could buy a CD-ROM of iOS <laughs> and it ran both That'd be incredible <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen That really, would be that would be the full reversal of an industry yeah.
2: story. There are so many ways that it could go, though, if they did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, would they go the Amazon Fire OS route and then get in another fight with Google? Because they lost the last one when they fought over YouTube and Windows Phone. Yeah. Or would they try and make it a full Google Play device and have Google Apps competing? It's very... Uh, who knows? Hmm.
0: Hmm.
2: Would they try and make an App Store like the Amazon App Store? Cortana and Alexa are best friends now, maybe... It'll run Fire OS. They're best friends do not communicate well.
0: I'm just—they don't communicate well. But that is—I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, Microsoft. There's so many ways this could go.
1: Yeah. One of the when Google announced that they're putting the search bar at the bottom of the Pixel Two, which I was really excited about. Dan showed me Microsoft's very nice Android launcher. Yeah. That has the swipe down for search feature. Like and an you can iPhone? even you can change the search to Google search. Yeah. So it's very useful. <laughs> 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 They're doing some good stuff for Android. Let's take a moment, though, and just recall
0: Windows Phone. What <sighs> I personally would like to recall is our many reviews of Windows Phone. to oh my God. <laughs> we're like, we were threatened with physical harm because we are like, there are no apps here, and yeah. this operating system doesn't work right. No, th- again,
2: beautiful... Failure. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I think that was like the headline of Vlad's story. Uh, lots and lots of very good ideas. Unified messaging app.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Very good idea. A home screen that wasn't just a grid of icons, but actually showed you information dynamically in a way that was easy to manage and looked good and wasn't garbage widgets that were designed four years ago for a version of Android that was four years old. Very good idea.
0: So you're talking about HTC. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just, most Android widgets are hot garbage. Like, I'm just I'm just telling you, almost every single Android widget you will try looks like a butt. What was a can Metal called? butt.
1: Uh, oh God. Blink um, feed.
2: Blink came later. Now I'm forgetting.
1: We're all talking about the 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 mechanical alarm clock with a sun p- yeah, coming up yeah. behind the clouds up above it. Yeah. Anyway.
2: Awesome. There were, and the other thing that was great about Windows Phone is more so than sense. any sense, more so than any other operating system at the time, including iPhone. They built an OS that felt fast, fluid, and responsive in its core UI. Not necessarily in like full-on web rendering or whatever, but the core UI felt very, very fast and fluid, even on like low-end, bare minimum hardware. Yeah, so they they architected a phone OS that in its core principles and ideas had a lot of like morally righteous good things in it. Except it came too late. It was very tied to Bing. Nobody bought it. Yeah. And it failed. (laughs) (laughs) And they rebooted it like six times. You remember when uh, we had the scoop that Windows Phone seven devices weren't going to get upgraded to eight and everyone got real
0: mad and then tried to be true and then windows 8 devices didn't get upgraded to 10 literally my entire experience covering windows phone has been people being mad at me yep for for just saying very obvious things Mm -hmm. like the lumia 1020 is a great phone with a cool camera but it doesn't have an instagram app like and they're like use this weird third-party instagram and it's like that's not the answer I just I'm I feel anxious and panicked talking about Windows
2: Phone. <laughs>
1: there's there's a, a real we just got railed in the comments every all time. The time. There's a part of me that really wants somebody to try again with. Like I feel like part of the promise of Windows Phone. I definitely did not spend a lot of time using Windows phones, but part of the promise was this c- company will design the UI. Yeah. And app makers will deliver functionality that you can interact with through this common UI. And that's the Unix model. And I find it to be exceedingly beautiful. And it makes people, theoretically, into very powerful users because they can just chain interesting. And Unix can chain cool commands and, like, standard commands and then something custom and do really powerful interesting things and I feel like we're still very far from b- being that powerful on mobile and uh, I, I want that dream to yeah. to rise again it's real far away man yeah it's
0: not it's not happening but I will say the uh, the UI ideas for Windows Phone there were I, I would put them in two categories one was basically giant fonts yeah and that's every like iOS 11 is giant fonts for days yep and they're I think there's a lot of Windows Phone snaking its way into iOS, at yeah. least from that sensibility. Yeah. The other thing that I don't think anybody's picked up on, maybe a little bit in Android, is the idea that those home screen fragments were quick links into specific features of apps.
2: Oh, yeah. They're deep links. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and that was super cool. Yeah. So you could program your home screen not with like app icons but specific features, mm-hmm. which was – I just thought was the smartest thing.
2: Yeah, you're just starting – like that's been in Android for a while, those like app shortcuts, uh, but they're just starting to see real support and it's not really picking up that fast. We'll see what happens with Oreo once more than 15 people have Oreo um, because it makes it way easier. But
0: uh, we'll see. It's a little – there's a little – iOS plays some games and it's definitely not the same. No. Um, But I thought that was – that model where – Everything is not an app, but it's just different little collections of features that you want to assemble into a UI. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was neat. Mm-hmm. RIP Windows Phone. It's all Miss over you, for you. We, do we? <laughs> Stephen <and> up <Elop. laughs> All right, Paul. Yeah. Do you know in the rundown I made this font really I, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <wow. laughs>
1: I don't want to forget. Every week. Every week. You never forget. I never, except for yeah. last week. <laughs> Several weeks before that. All right. The, uh, um, every week I do a segment. And it's called, you know, Dan. The duck face is no longer cool. Ooh! Wow! Yeah. It's a harsh segment to do every Jeez. week. That was Ashley's harsh Dan burn today, because we were talking about the Casio TR Mini, which is it's a compact, like like it looks like a like a little circle makeup mirror type thing, yeah. but it's got a selfie cam in it. And so on the base is an LCD, so you can kind of frame your shot. And then the middle or in the top part, there's a ring of LEDs. And it actually does, it does. Portrait lighting like Apple, <laughs> yeah. but with real LEDs, so you can actually get different. Like, you know, you light. can buy a
2: phone case like the Kim Kardashian iPhone case that has real LEDs around the front.
1: But this, but this one, you can it can have different modes, so different Ooh. ones are on or off, so you can get different lighting looks. Yeah. Right, it's not just about having one. Is there a spooky one where it lights from the bottom? Hopefully, okay. Hopefully, there's a spooky one. Anyways, looks really cool. It's got a 21 millimeter wide angle perspective which seems weird for a selfie cam but i guess that's what's cool i don't know ashley's really excited about it so yeah. i'm excited about it It. i don't like taking selfies but um this looks like the coolest i i just like i like one-off gadgets that are are, are for a very specific purpose and this is definitely the most selfie specific camera i've seen in a while and it's $500. <laughs>
0: there you go. Oh That's the also, news. They also have a $900 one, <laughs> yeah.
1: which I don't know how it works. The TR80, I guess. That is nuts. Yeah. Does it just make phone calls on the side? I don't think it's a okay. phone. Okay. I think it's just a selfie camera, and it connects a- with Bluetooth to your phone to get the
0: uh, I think the main thing is that, like taking pictures of yourself is like gone from being a thing you do on the side of your phone to a thing that you want to do. Yeah. And now there's hardware products that are built to optimize for that.
1: Like mm-hmm. if someone came out with, like if Red came out with the self the 8K selfie camera. Yeah. It, it would have some insane
0: name, like the Dread Dragon. <laughs> the Dragon, dragon Within. <laughs> the Dragon Within. No, it'd be,
2: it. You know, you know what it would be? It'd be like a little dragon. They'd call it a wyvern.
0: Ooh, that's good. It's a deep Dragon Warrior reference. That's is that game on any of the little Nintendos? Dragons, Dragon Warrior. Oh, Dragons! one of my
2: favorite games. Uh, I have lots of memories of Dragon Warrior. Yeah, is that like Dynasty Warrior?
0: No, it was Dragon I mean, Warrior Three. I, I think stole... was the. Man. They were wyverns. You killed the you killed the the hell out of wyverns. Oh,
1: Dragon Warrior. It's a good game. Are you a dragon? do you right. fight I... dragons? You, fight, you're a dragon warrior. You, I think you
0: are a dragon. There's a dragon. And there's there's it. lots
1: of blue blobs everywhere. There's
0: blue blobs. You gotta kill yeah. kill slime. We're talking about Dragon Quest. No, Dragon Warrior. All
1: right,
0: mm. riveting radio here. This yeah. should be a
2: video. I just, <laughs> just the reason there's so much silence here is I'm just mad at Eli for not oh, actually dragon
1: playing Quest real Dungeons and Dragons. Just published this Dragon Warrior in North America. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, huh.
0: Well, who knew? Anyway, one more thing. Yeah. I just want to bring it up real fast. I guess I'm from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, man, there's finally a waterproof Kindle. That's it. I just oh, to point
1: out. did it. <laughs> it Took forever.
0: So I knew Lauren. It cost two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I knew Lauren Good
2: was going to meet with Amazon. I didn't know what. I didn't know what the meeting was. And I told her, I don't care what it's about. I don't care who you're meeting with. I don't care what they have to show you. You need to walk into that room with a bottle of water <laughs> and pour it on whatever they show you. If it's a pad of paper or they're like giving you notes, if it's a new fire TV, if it's a tablet, I don't care. Just pour water on it because yeah. it is absurd that there's not a waterproof Kindle.
1: And it was waterproof Kindle, so everything worked out. I have a theory about this. You know how when uh, music services started coming out and that the Beatles were these big holdouts? Yeah. And it took them like a decade to come around? Mm-hmm. I feel like that decade, there's a lost generation of people who don't care about the Beatles because they couldn't listen to the Beatles. Yeah. I think we might be in that situation with people taking baths. Mm. You got a generation of people who couldn't take baths. Yeah, because you can you can bring your phone or your
2: Kindle into the bath.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
2: It's very dangerous to do so.
1: Yeah, and what are you going to buy a paper book just for baths? Hmm.
2: You ever watched like there's movies of like old timey writers? They'd like be in their clawfoot tub and they'd have like a tray and they'd have a typewriter. Yeah. In the bathtub. yeah. Wait. Some... So, are you
0: suggesting now because phones
1: are waterproof and there's a waterproof Kindle? Baths will experience a resurgence, or possibly that you they they waited too long and baths have already died. Baths are and they will be hard to revive the bath, but we'll hope. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be tracking this story closely on the verge. I literally thought when I saw this, like, oh, I could take baths. <laughs> do you ever walk into a hotel <laughs> room? Paul was finally
2: taking a bath. You're walking into a hotel room, and you're not really a bath guy, but it's a stand up shower instead of a bathtub, and you have a little bit of a disappointment. You're like, oh, well, I guess I don't have that option. Not that you would ever do it,
0: but if you really okay, wanted to, first, <laughs> let's, just, let's, just, let's, let's, let's let's just let's okay. First, baths are gross. So you're just in a tub of dirty water. Going to a hotel and being like, hmm, this standing pool of water is something I—what? Haven't you ever been sick while traveling and like just need to take a hot bath
1: because like, you, you, you traveled and got sick? Or, you know, the trick in, in Vegas, you fill up the bathtub with water so that it evaporates into your hotel oh, room. Oh, yeah. For, that's a, that's a real humidity. move. You should do that.
2: That's how I managed not to get sick at CES two years running.
0: I— just everything about the concept of the hotel bathroom grosses me out. <laughs> I, like, I, I want as little to do with that space as I can. So that's I love just... when there's still uh,
2: phones in the hotel bathroom.
0: Oh, yeah, like, like corded phones. Corded phones. Yeah.
2: Like what? Who is spending that much time in
0: yeah. Anyway, so Kindle's out. It's waterproof. <laughs> we yep. can take baths again. Get right in the bath. It's bigger
2: For- than the current Kindle Oasis by um, a little bit. The pages apparently turned they faster. They integrated the battery
0: instead of having the the, the lighting is more easy. It's aluminum on the back. I just don't know why they didn't make the $80 Kindle waterproof, which they certainly can do. Yeah, I don't know. But I guess the only upgrade anybody wants is waterproofing, so they're just going to upsell you. Yeah. You know, just stand in the Whole Foods with a bottle of water, pouring it over a Kindle all day long. <laughs> all right, whatever. Who am I kidding? I'm going to buy one. Anyway, that's the Verge cast. It happened. Isn't that it? There's, yeah. I mean, there's other stuff. You want to talk about... Qualcomm smartphone patents? No. It was a quiet week. Mostly we made shows.
1: We did make a lot of shows. We made a well, lot you of shows. made a lot of shows. But you, you were there. I was there too.
0: I got to tell you, Circuit Breaker next week, there, we did a little tease of it this week, what's happening next week, but it's going to be ridiculous. One of the products on the Circuit Breaker show next week is literally taller than Ashley. It's going to be amazing. It also has a built-in reggaeton. I'm
2: going to crash the show.
0: you going to be on the show. It's going to be great. So tune in Circuit Breaker. That's Tuesdays four live on Twitter. Replays on Wednesday. Mr. Robot Show, Wednesday nights after Mr. Robot. And next week, why would you push that button's coming out? We'll probably stick an episode of that in this feed. So if you see it, don't be surprised. In fact, what you should do is listen to it and then go subscribe. Definitely subscribe. All right. You can tweet at us. I'm at Reckless. Dieter's at Backlon. Paul's at Future Paul. You can leave us a review on iTunes. Click those five stars. Tell everyone you love us. You can email us at the email address of your choice. I recommend uh, Casey.Newton
2: at theverge.com.
0: <laughs> Casey, there mean Casey Newton podcast in this world. It's coming. Find us on GTalk. <laughs> Open GChat and just see what happens on your phone. Oh, GChat. Why well, yeah. can't I remember the name? You just can't get it right because they ruin their brand. Anyway, G- that was G- Gallo. Thank you for listening. Rock and roll. Paul. Promo Paul. code. <laughs> Pro- oh, yeah. Promo code. <laughs>